Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. And now, let there be dancing and singing. Oh, you'll love it. There'll be beer and food and music and dancing. Listen to the call. Ready? Ready. And we will do the dance. Crossroads America. So let's dance. And now from the palatial Bob and Sherry Dancing Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. I will make you guys jealous because I don't know what what you have planned for the weekend. What do you have planned for the weekend, Bob? What are you looking forward to this weekend? I'm going to uh, be setting up uh, a new system of uh, cat litter boxes, both in the garage and also uh, by the fireplace, where our elderly cat sometimes is. Uh, is making, making mistakes. Boom booms. That's yeah. that's pretty much uh, the highlight yeah. of my weekend coming up. I'm looking quite forward to it. It gives me a sense of accomplishment. Well, it's um, it's pretty. It's a lot. I mean, you've got multiple litter boxes yeah. in multiple rooms. So, in yeah, your well, usual bougie fashion, you're yeah. living you're living larger than the rest yeah, of us. I've given it, Max, I've how given about, it a lot of thought. Sherry, how about you, caring uh, for Sherry, the I'm going to be cleaning or? dogs. I'm going to be walking dogs. I'm going to be feeding dogs. Doc, are you digging a new well this weekend at your house that you're rehabbing? What, what kind of fun are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, I am going to be pulling a Kevin and hanging out in the garage doing stuff in there this weekend. All right. All right. So you guys, since you all have such rich, full lives, you won't be a little bit jealous to know that my um, oldest daughter needs me to help her move a six foot by six foot painting that doesn't fit in her apartment or car, that doesn't fit in my car or Kevin's truck, that can't that fits nowhere in my house and can't come off of its frame and be rolled up because the paint, it's oil paint, and it's going to be about 100 years before it's fully dry, okay? <laughs> so I'm like, well, honey, what, what are we going to do here? And she's like, I don't even know, Milo. I thought you might know. So I was like, well, why don't you and your friends get together and rent a storage unit? Because they all have this problem with these giant canvases. You can all chip in and pay for it every month. And that's where we'll store it and, and while we think about it. And then, um, and then we got to move it. So I was like, do you know anybody with a truck? And I got my, do you know anybody <laughs> whose dad has a truck? N- none of my friends have fathers. Like, not, none of my friends have dads. What? None of your friends have dads? Well, I mean, they have dads because, you know, like, you have to have a man to have a baby, but their dads are not in the picture. No one has it. Anybody have a brother? No, no brothers. I live on a planet of all women. We're glamazons. Okay, so, all right. So I go to Kevin, and I'm like, here's situation. And he laughs and says, what about this and what about that? So I finally ended up um, identifying a U-Haul box truck that I can rent for like one day for 1995 and I, I have to pay like for the, the miles or whatever, but we're only going about 10 miles so I can rent a U-Haul box truck. I'm going to drive up to the building. Her friends are going to carry their paintings out, put them in the U-Haul. We're going to drive them to the mini storage. This sounded like a really good plan and also one hell of a sexy weekend and I can barely sleep for the excitement. And then it hit me. 
I don't know how to drive one of those trucks. And I don't think you can see out the back of them. Can you, have, you? No. you have mirrors. No, I've driven them. You have mirrors. Yeah, two yeah, big I've, mirrors. I, yeah, I have mirrors on my car, and I really have never used those. So I'm not really sure. Can I, can, I make, can I make a suggestion? I'm not really sure what to do here, honestly. Can I make a suggestion? Because I drove one of those trucks. Uh, I think, how far was it uh, when we moved to the new house at the beach? I drove uh, 350 miles in one of those trucks because I was hauling some stuff that needed to be hauled. And my plan was this, because you can't see out the back except for the mirrors, and I don't trust them. And, of course, they don't have those little lights that turn, you know, light up if somebody's going to be passing. My plan was stay in the right lane no matter how long it takes. Stay in the right lane all the way. That's the only I'm, thing I can, I can dude, suggest Dude, I'm with to you. you, but her school is in the middle of the city, and the U-Haul place is in the middle of the city, and the mini storage place is in the middle of the city. This is all tight city driving. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't want. You're going to have to get one of those girls uh, to strap herself with uh, duct tape on top of the uh, truck and uh, keep your windows open and let her scream. It's okay now. And then you can take a left. That's the only other choice. They may have cameras that you can rent to be able to put it on the back of it so you can see what's going on. I worry about that too, Max. I'm I'm just going to be honest. I, I'm kind of like Bob. I, I want to be able to look with my eyeballs and s- I, I don't know how, I don't know how to drive something that big and tall and wide and blind. Sherry, like life, sometimes you have to let go and have faith. Have to let go? No, 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 no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I don't want to uh, sound like um, a crabby man, but there are men listening right now who would say, you are doing too much for those girls. When are they going to grow up? And, and, and I'm saying this as a guy who would have done the same thing you're doing. When are they going to learn how to grow up and handle it themselves? When do you get a break? You've already, you've already put them through childhood. They're in college. And now you're, you're, it's your responsibility to find a truck and to get their paintings over to some U-Haul place that, uh, I mean, uh, storage place that you're paying for? No! Make them go well, through I, it. I'm not paying for it. And I do think it is my responsibility as their parent to participate in these life challenges they have. As someone that didn't have parents, I know that when you have no choice, you can figure it out. But I didn't have kids so that I could raise another generation of women who have no freaking choice but to figure it out. I had kids so that I could do better by them. Now... I apologize in advance to the person whose Kia I'm going to run over in 24 hours in my U-Haul because I didn't see it. Sherry, as somebody who used to drive a delivery truck delivering janitorial supplies in downtown Washington, what you do is you look at the mirror and you put on your signal and you start moving over and wait for a horn or a crunch. That's all I can tell you. There you You go. You know what, Max? I forgot you had that experience. Who wants a free lunch and a break from schnauzer nursing? Come with me to move a game. I'm there. That's an offer I'd like you to consider, my friend. We've got morons in the news coming up. We have the people's movie critic, who you can bet would help this kid move a pain. Comedian Samantha Ruddy and one of the world's greatest love stories. 
that's also one of the world's greatest wonders. Happy Love Month, everybody. It's Bob and Sherry. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Sherry app. Grocery prices are insane. They say they're going to start coming down. We haven't seen it yet. A lot of families are out there struggling. And if you know a family in your neighborhood, somebody you work with, your church, maybe even a relative, and they are struggling, could use a little bit of help getting that fridge filled, we want to help. Nominate them at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. We're going to keep everything private. Nobody's going to have their name shouted out. Nobody's going on blast. But we want to help you help a family fill their fridge. We've got a $112 gift card from our friends at HelloFresh. We've got a $100 Visa gift card. Let's take a bite out of groceries for at least a week for a family at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. A Whitney Sharp is a former Miss Massachusetts, and I'm looking at a picture of her right now. She's absolutely stunning. There's no other way to put it. She's so beautiful. She could be on the cover of, I don't know, Glamour magazine, one of those magazines. And she's in sales now. And she was uh, on a sales call, and she caught potential clients sending inappropriate messages about her looks. during, And, you know, you know what they're doing during a work meeting. And she made it clear that she has a zero tolerance policy for this kind of behavior. So she's on this meeting with potential clients and these guys, they're all guys, and they're saying things about her. Um, you can imagine. So here's what she decided to do. She decided to call and confront one of them and um, record it on her cell phone. And this is what it sounded like. See this going, but it's up to you, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, First of all, if we're going to continue working together, I want to work with a woman sales representative because I don't want to have to see locker room talk about myself when you're sharing screens. So if we're going to move forward, I would like to work with a account rep that's maybe a woman in the area so that we can move forward that way. I know that was a mistake, but I, I don't no, want to no, see that's like inexcusable mistake. Yeah, I, I just don't want to see like locker room talk about myself. So if we could, I like the product. I know it's good. I know it's tried and true, but I just want to work with a woman like you before, if possible. <laughs> well, uh, we have we have a couple of really good RSMs actually that you'll be able to work with. So okay. 100% completely understand. That's inexcusable. Um, Regardless of when it was a mistake sharing the screen, it shouldn't be talked about. So apologies on yeah. that. Uh, so what do you good think? Does the guy? Good for yeah, her. good for her. Calling obviously, good for her. Uh, is it, it, was the guy handling it right? Whoever the uh, guy that was the, the head of uh, the other sales associates who were doing this was he handling that? I didn't, I didn't that love. Way? Nah, I didn't love the, his response. What could you know? he have I, said? He said it was inappropriate. What could he have said? I thought he could have. Um, I thought he could have made the um, recognition and the apology a little crisper. Instead of being yeah, like, oh, yeah, cool, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. You know, like, yeah, we shouldn't be talking about this or anything. But yeah, okay, like, we've got some really good. Yeah. Uh, I felt yeah. like he could, I felt like it would have been more powerful for him to say, you know what? You are correct. And I am mortified yeah. that anyone on my yeah. team acted like this. I, he I was felt trying like to save that the was, company. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like he really didn't own the bad behavior. But that's just me. You know, that's just me. What yeah. did you think? You know, what I, you know what I liked about her? I mean, she really is a very confident person and evidently has a lot of ta- different talents. Um, those were potential clients, and she still was not having anything to do with it. Those were not guys that she's working with in her company. Those were, those were potential clients. And even then, she said, nope. 
not going to put up with that. That takes a little bit of courage because her company would say, ah, I know they did that, but come on, it's money. Now, she wasn't going to be dealing with that at all. Um, I just, I felt like he weak sauced it. That's all. That's what and, and most you know of the what? comments She's... said, agree, agreed with you. They, they thought he blew it off a little bit too uh, casually. You're giving this company your business and you shouldn't. I mean, why do you want to give your business to someone that? Ugh, ooh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, good for her. And uh, an awful lot of people supporting her, by the way. This is Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is brought to you by Febreze Car. Breathe happy. Febreze Car. Let's go! Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. 24 people were indicted. 24 in connection with a cross-country marijuana distribution ring that was totally illegal. They shipped thousands of kilos of pot and edibles from California to New York. Two of the suspects named in the criminal case are Dwight Singletary, who is known as The Nut, and Mike Jones McKenzie, who's known as Kenzie. So the top of this crime ring, it's The Nut and Kenzie. And they were using UPS and FedEx from a small store called Fast Pack and Ship in Fresno, California. From 2016 to June 2022, they sold marijuana illegally and edibles at so-called knock spots, where marijuana was sold through a slot in the door. So you'd walk up to wherever this house was. Hello? Hello? Yeah, what do you want? And they'd roll the marijuana, they push the marijuana right through it. Authorities said search warrants served, also turned up guns and ammunition at the knock spots. The operators are accused of laundering the proceeds. Two homes in Fresno were uh, used. They were purchased for $820,000. And when the law broke in, they also picked up $179,000 in cash. Prosecutors allege they also used the hundreds of thousands of dollars to renovate properties and a business. Uh, All of it without paying taxes, obviously. The Nut bought one home for $9,000 in 2016 and flipped it and sold it for $250,000 in 2020. That's quite a... There's Christina Hall, the blonde house flippers. That's her next husband right there. That's a profit. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Um, You know, those. a lot of those um, criminal entrepreneurs, like selling weed through door slots... They have got to be ticked by legalization. You know that they are. That's, That's true. Really they cut, just lost 17 really states or whatever it is. Yeah, you're right. You guys, today's morning of the day comes to us from the Tel Aviv airport. What the heck is wrong with these people? So we have a couple and their infant at check-in at the gate. And the gate agents, it's Ryanair, the Irish airline. And the gate agents explain that you have to purchase a separate ticket for your infant. Your infant does not fly for free. And that what? infant ticket, that infant ticket will be $20. You have to pay $20. You know how the airlines are now. They're, right. They nickel and dime you for everything. Right? right, right. If you want both butt cheeks on the seat, you pay extra for that. Okay. <laughs> like, so they, they were like, yeah. we need $20 or your newborn cannot fly. 
Wow. So you know what the couple did? What? They left the baby no. at the gate oh. and headed to passport control and security to board their flight for Belgium. Oh, that... I, I don't even know what to and, say. I, you know what I thought you were going to say? They put the baby in a duffel bag and tried to, you know, snake the baby no. out. One of the airline employees said, we have never seen anything like this. We were in awe of what we were witnessing. Because after they left the baby in its stroller, they hauled boots to security and were pushing to get their way through the, you know, the Tel Aviv version of TSA. Yeah. They left the baby at the gate. And we have video and we're posting it on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Where the hell are I, you going if, if you want to get there so badly that you would leave your baby behind? I, I don't understand this story or these people. I, I Forget that. Excuse me. You're so unwilling to spend $20 that you're willing to surrender your baby. That That's mm. what this came down to. We need twenty dollars. Well, then you can have the baby. That that was the, that was the move here. You can you can just have the baby. We're going to Belgium. Mm. I don't know what the heck is happening in Brussels in February or January, whatever month we're in February now. That you would sell your baby basically for twenty bucks, um, unless I, unless the baby was teething. Because who among us? <laughs> I'm only kidding. This is not, believe it or not, this is not the first time this has happened. Last October, a 62-year-old grandpa was detained in Florida after the police found out that he'd left a two-year-old in the backseat of a rental car at Daytona International Airport. Mm. That's not the only time that's happened. A Mm -hmm. mother left her infant at the airport and the flight had to turn back in 2019 to fetch the baby. We don't know yet what Israeli police are going to do with this couple that left their infant at the check-in desk while they raised security. That's a tough one because you don't want to break up a family, but boy, oh boy, you talk about irresponsibility. I'm worried about the baby's safety. I don't know what to say. Yeah, Yeah, and to the safety of the baby. All right, that's it for Morons in the News. You can go see that video on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. We got the People's Movie Critic coming up. It's Reboot Friday, that 90s show. And Night Court, it's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. If you have the internet, it is hard to miss the beautiful face of Pamela Anderson these days because she is everywhere, mainly because she has a new memoir out called Love, Pamela. And there are many really shocking things in it. Here is one of them. My mother would tell me, and I think this is the kind of feminism I grew up with, it takes two to tango, Anderson said, attempting to explain the rationale behind her controversial hashtag me too comments. Believe me, I'm quoting her now, believe me, I've been in many situations where it's like, come on in here, little girl, sit on the bed. But my mom would say, if someone answers the door in a hotel robe and you're going for an interview, don't go in. But if you do go in, get the job. She goes on to say, that's a horrible thing to say, but that's how I was. I skated on the edges of destruction. I just had this sense of value and self-worth, but I think a lot of people don't have that or they weren't taught that. Thank God for the hashtag MeToo movement because things have changed and people are much more careful and respectful. 
name of the book is Love Pamela. Her sons with Tommy Lee said, um, our mother has been so badly treated and so exploited. She was offered money for that sex tape that was stolen and Mm -hmm. she refused on principle. That was private. It was stolen. No one had the right to see that. No one had the right to make money off of that. And her son said she never made a dime off of that. Everybody else got rich and she was a laughing stock. Right. Like it's it's shameful. And you know, she cut such a bad deal with Baywatch that she only makes four thousand dollars a year in royalties. That's right. She got next to nothing the first season. And uh you, you know she was the tool girl on uh Home what was that show? Yeah. Home Improvement. Home Improvement. You know how much money she made off of that? I think it was like under a thousand dollars in appearance. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. It's sad. Yeah. I think that um, I think that she has suffered mightily for her beauty and fame. I do. And that well, the was book is a selling stolen. Well, she's she's going to get a little that, money off of that. That Pam and Tommy tape was private. Mm-hmm. It was stolen. It was never intended to be seen by anyone. Right. And the fact that the, the the world thinks they have some claim or some right to that is so mm-hmm. gross. So gross. All right, we got the People's Movie Critic straight ahead with. His take on That 90s Show and Night Court. It's Reboot Friday. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Lamar's Movie Review is brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. It's time now for the People's Movie Critic. And if you were a fan of that 70s show, good news. Lamar is reviewing the reboot, that 90s show on Netflix. Hey, People's Movie Critic. Hey, today is Reboot Friday because now that we're bringing back all these old shows, I'm going to do the 90s show that's on Netflix, and I'm also going to do the return of Night Court on NBC. Oh, yeah. When I I first saw that the 90s show was on Netflix, I avoided it like the plague because I figured it was going to be some weird Where Are They Now show about what grown-up Eric and Jackie and Kelso and Donna and Fez were doing now. Now, I didn't mention Hyde because Danny Masterson, he's looking more like court TV than a sitcom. You won't, you won't be seeing <laughs> yeah, him on this anytime soon, That's I promise. For sure. Yeah. But it turns out it's about a new generation of teenage friends that are bonding together in Red and Kitty's basement. Now, Topher Grace and Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, Laura Prepon, and Wilmer Balderrama all show up to get the show started. And they do pop in and out for guest appearances from episode to episode, but they're really not there. The only constant from the original show is Red, who's played by Kurtwood Smith, and Kitty, who's played by Deborah Jo Rupp. Now, 
Kitty has not changed one bit. She's the same. But Red, who is now a grandfather to Eric and Donna's 14-year-old daughter, Leah, uh, although he's still grumpy, he has developed a softer side as a grandpa. But now this, <laughs> by no means does this take away Red's put a foot in your ass catchphrase. He's still got that. That's going to be constant. But mm-hmm. the new teens that are there are Gwen and her brother Nate and Jake Helso and Nikki and Ozzy. And I could tell you who these people are, but you've never seen them before. You don't know who they mm-hmm. are. Their names, you, it means nothing, which is smart. Right. Because the fact that you've never seen them before keeps you from having any preconceived notion about who they are or how they act. Now, the writers are not trying to plow any new ground. And why would they? If they manage to get this to be at least 50% as good as the original, they're going to have a winner. The season consists of 10 30-minute episodes. It's rated TV 14 for sexual innuendos, jokes, and references, and stuff like that. you got to watch at least two episodes before you decide if you're in. I did, and I wound up watching all 10. So if they do another season, I'll watch it. It's that good. I'm not saying it's the, as good as, but it's good enough. My score on this is four buds. Oh, now, wow. That's yeah, good. yeah. Now, when it comes to Night Court, we're talking about these remakes. NBC has decided to bring back Night Court. It ran from 1984 to 1992, and it starred the late Harry Anderson as Judge Harry Stone, along right. with John Larroquette as a uh, prosecutor, Dan Fielding. Now, 39 years later, Melissa Rouse, who's played uh, Bernadette in The Big Bang Theory, she stars as Judge Abby Stone, the daughter of Judge Harry Stone. Now, John Larroquette is back as Dan Fielding, but now he's a public defender. Make no mistake, this is going to be totally up to him to carry this show, and there's a good chance that he can do it. He won three back-to-back Emmys for Best Supporting Actor on the original Night Court, and the only reason he didn't win more is after the third one, he declined to be considered for any further awards. He said, I don't want to outstay my welcome. You know? Um, Wow. Yeah. And in the beginning of the first episode, I was judging it a little bit too harshly by the original. Let's be honest. There's no replacing Harry Stone, but Melissa's not bad as his daughter. And I was missing Bull, the hilarious six foot eight bailiff who's played by Richard Mall. But by the end, I sort of took a liking to his replacement, who's played by Donna uh, Greganos. You'll need to give it at least two episodes also to know if you like it or not. Now, I'll say this if John Larroquette can find his groove, and I have no doubt that he can, this will be well worth watching. And let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of competition out there right now. So I think this is also going to make it. My score on this is also four buds. These are two reboots that I think are going to be good. How about that? I'll tell you, NBC is plugging that thing heavy. I can't yeah. watch that network without seeing an ad for this show. Yeah, yeah. You, you Two episodes. Now, if after two episodes you're not in, okay. But I'm just telling you, after two, I'm in both of them. They're pretty good. With pretty good. with I'm, the original, I'm watch. who uh, what was the who was the uh, singer that the judge was always going on and on about that it was his favorite singer. Oh my Mel, gosh, Mel Torme, Mel, Mel yes. Torme, Mel Torme, the the Velvet Fog. It was so random. It was like one of my father's favorite singers, but it was just so random that a guy that age, yeah. you know, loved Mel Torme, who wrote the Christmas song. 
Chestnuts. Hey, John Larroquette yeah. looks good too. I mean, he's seventy. <laughs> he does. 70. Seventy-five. Yeah, he looks great. Seventy-five. Yeah. He looks great, and he still yeah. got it. He has still got it. So. I think All right. Well, I really do. Sit, sit tight. We've got more with the legendary people's movie critics straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. The new and improved Bob and Sherry website. Just go to bobandsherry.com. Lamar, the people's movie critic, is back with us once again. He liked the uh, reboot of Night Court and also that 90s show, which was based on that 70s show. Um, before we get into what we're going to discuss here, I, I am planning on going and driving the Oregon coast with Mary uh, this summer for vacation. Cause you know, I've been in Oregon many times, but I've not been on the coast and I am going to go by the happy donut when I go there. Cause I'm looking at their sign and it's an Oregon donut uh, shop. And the sign says the happy donut, the world is a donut and we are buttholes. I, I want to meet the uh, the manager of the Happy Donut because I think he and I are just going to get along. So you had you had an MRI, huh? You had an MRI? yeah, yeah, I did. I got I, I twisted my knee. I twisted yeah. my knee, and it and it wouldn't the swelling wouldn't go down, and you know it happened way back. And so finally, I got an MRI. They scheduled me. So they call me on the phone with scheduling MRI. And one of the questions they asked was, <clears throat> are you claustrophobic? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not claustrophobic. I'm good to right. go. Because they're going to put you in years. that tube. Yeah. Yeah. It's been years since I've been in the tube. It's been years. Right. And so I, I forgot exactly. So when I get there and I fill out the paperwork and I'm sitting there waiting, and I start thinking about this and I'm thinking, you know what? That thing's a little bit smaller than I'm thinking. Probably I get back there. And so she's asking me, do you have any metal and whatever? And I, I honestly, I know I don't, but I'm just thinking, what if I do? What what if there's a piece of metal that I don't know about? What yeah. what my leg you know, blow up? Yeah. And it's gonna come ripping out of my yeah. chest right. or something. Right. Not but anyway, so we go in there and we and we we sit down and she gets everything together and she says, Okay, she says, I'm gonna let I said, I said, All right, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna let me in. But then I'm going to say, take me out, and then you're going to take me out because that's going to prove to me that once I get in there, if I say I got to get out, you'll let me yeah. out. I said, <laughs> because if I say let me out and you don't let me out, I'm coming out. Mm-hmm. I, right. I mean, when I yeah, say it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so they put the cloth over your face, you know, over your eyes. And so I make a point of not opening my eyes under the cloth. Because mm-hmm. if I open my eyes and then I'm right. seeing the cloth, then I'm freaking yeah. out. As long as I right. got my eyes closed, I feel like if I was to open my eyes, I could see where I'm at. I'm, I'm doing every trick in the book, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, you get in there and when that thing comes on, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it takes that two things are hitting together that makes that noise. It's the most, it's like everything's coming apart. Yes! If you've never had this, listen to it. And, and it's about a hundred times louder than what you just heard. Yeah. For about 45 minutes, how long were you in there, Lamar? I think about 25 minutes. But mm. it felt like I was there for a week. I mean, it was just, it, it, I thought this, I would, and I, in my head, I'm I'm doing everything possible in my head yeah. to think about yeah. something else than where I'm right. at. Right. 
I can't believe that you went through that because almost the exact same day, I had the same thing I was going through. I, uh, I had a problem with my knee. Uh, it was caused by an entire lifetime of bending down and grubbling to women. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, it finally, no you know, you, you have to pay the price. And so they, I hadn't ever had that happen before. I, I don't think I've had an MRI maybe once, but it was so long ago. So the guy takes me back and he says, are you claustrophobic? I said, no, I'm not. He said, well, you're going to be in there for 45 minutes. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to, I get up so early. I'm just going to, he said, I don't care about it. Uh, I said, I'm just going to doze off. And he started laughing. <laughs> he said, oh, oh, son, you're not going to be dozing off. I went, and now I'm getting anxious. And I got in there and this sound, it, it's, it's like you've been taken away to an alien planet and they're, they're studying you. It's so loud. It's so loud. It's, it's 12 on a scale of 1 to 10. I was in there 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And there's no way to relax. I Listen, I, no. I actually do doze off. When, you, when I get my teeth cleaned, I go to yeah. sleep while I'm getting my teeth yeah. cleaned. I right. can do that. This right here, uh, it's just, oh, my gosh. How about it's when you go to the proctologist, when you go to the uh, urologist? Can you doze off uh, in that situation also? No, that keeps me wide awake. Yeah, honestly, wide awake? Yes. Yeah, okay. That keeps yeah, me wide awake. Good to know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Well, but everything's just, everything's going to be okay, though, with your knees, Yeah, right? yeah. I just got yeah, to go and yeah. clean out a little something. It's no big deal. They're not taking yeah. my leg off, so I'm, I'm okay. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm going to have to answer that question. The next. Are you claustrophobic? I'm a little. I need to at least go ahead and say, yeah. I'm a little, but it's not going to matter. You still got to go yeah. in the hole. You got to go. You still you have go. to go in. And that's life, isn't it? Sooner <laughs> or later, you have to go you in the hole. In. Yeah. <laughs> and that takes us back to the happy donut. The world is a donut, but we are but holes. There it is. It's perfect. Lamar, you have a great, great day today and a good weekend coming up. You too. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is brought to you by Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Samantha Ruddy. Thank you. It's great to be here. I flew on a tiny plane like three years ago, and every day since it's just been a nice bonus. It was so small, they had to take our weight. My girlfriend called me. She was like, Sam, I need to know how much you weigh. I was like, oh, um, 160 pounds? She was like, I need your real weight. <laughs> Just to balance the plane out. I was like, oh, sorry, uh, 180 pounds? She was like, the plane will crash. We will not get to see my family this weekend. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that we wouldn't have to hang out with your family. I weigh 50 pounds. <laughs> I don't even like flying on regular planes. Too risky. The most dangerous thing that I do is I cut my own hair. And I only do that because I got the worst haircut of my life from a salon. It was so bad that before the woman was even finished, she said, oh, it'll grow back. <laughs> She gave me, like, swoopy bangs in the front and then spiky on top. 
She gave me the Karen. <laughs> and you know what the worst part was? I couldn't even complain. <laughs> because that's exactly what a Karen would do. She'd be like, do you want to talk to the manager? Because you look like you do. <laughs> One nice thing about cutting my own hair is it saves money. I am horrible with money. And I could pinpoint the exact moment where things went wrong. My senior year of high school, we got to pick electives. I chose to take philosophy instead of money management. <laughs> and to this day, I cannot balance a checkbook. But I do know nothing about philosophy either. <laughs> People are like, why is your credit score so low? And I'm like, can one truly score your credit? <laughs> they can. It's 540. Another reason I think I'm bad with money is because my mom never let me do anything for myself. She still doesn't. I was shopping with her recently. I wanted to buy a violent video game. She cut me off on my way to the cashier. She was like, hey, Mr. GameStop, I just have to ask, is this game violent? And he was like, yeah. And my mom said, well, I'm just worried about my kid playing it. And he goes, well, how old's your kid? And my mom says, 29. And then I swear to God, he just looked at me and he was like, is it this woman? I was like, you heard the lady. Can I handle it or not? I couldn't. It's really violent. I have nightmares every night. Don't play Madden. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. I love football, but I've been trying to get into the NBA because it's way gentler. You know, even the team names in the NBA are less aggressive than NFL team names. The NFL's like, we're the Minnesota Vikings. We're fierce. The NBA is like, we're the Utah Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> we're difficult to appreciate. We're the Denver Nuggets. We're four for a dollar. I didn't have any choice but to like sports. I grew up with three brothers. We like to argue over who my mom's favorite is, but even more than that, we like to argue over who her least favorite is. I thought I was gonna get her the other day. I was like, mom, you're trapped in a room with the four of us and a killer. One of us has to go, who do you pick? And she was like, well, I guess I would pick me. <sighs> and then she said, because I have no interest in being trapped in a room with even three of you. <laughs> she has a vicious sense of humor. One time, my brother called me an ignoramus, and she said, hey, you can't talk to her like that. You have to use smaller words. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love her. Yeah. We'll post that set up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. The word is emergency. And it has got to change its meeting in a certain workplace. And we'll tell you about that straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Perhaps you or someone you know has suffered job loss or economic challenges. Bob and Sherry would like to help by filling the fridge of families with a $100 Visa gift card and a $112 gift card from our friends at HelloFresh. 
To nominate a family or yourself, simply go to the Bob and Cherry website and hit the contest tab, and we will anonymously read the winning entries on the air. And thank you for helping to fill the fridge with the Bob and Cherry Show. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I saw this headline the other day that said something along the lines of parents of Gen Z and even millennials should be ashamed of themselves for not having taught their children about finance. And I totally get that. I totally get that most of us have not taken our kids aside and said, Listen, here's, here's how to balance a checkbook. This is how to get a mortgage. This is what happens when you pay too much when you get a car loan. All of those things. I think most, listen, I am not of their generation, but I went out into the world with absolutely no preparation for what things, how things worked in the word world of finance. The only thing I learned was when my father went broke, I don't want to go there. So I better be working like every day of the week. So I don't end up there. But as far as the nuance of how money works, I had nothing. And he was actually pretty good at math. I don't know why we don't make that a priority with our kids before we send them out into the world. I, You know, I've tried with mine. They've had jobs since 10th grade, babysitting before that. They've had bank accounts. I've tried, but I don't know that I've done a great job job honestly i didn't either i didn't either i've got kids that are graduate students and and they will call me now and say explain how a mortgage works and they're so much better educated than than i was but we just we don't take that seriously and it's something that can change their whole lives for better or worse knowledge in that area if my daughter called me right now and said explain how an adjustable rate mortgage works i would struggle if that same daughter called me right now and said, what can you tell me about the Bermuda Triangle? We'd be on the phone for about an hour. I'm not proud of this. <laughs> you're honest, though. It's true, and you're not alone. I'm, you I'm in a shame alone. spiral. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Oh, it's that time of the week when we touch base with astrologer Charlie King and find out what the stars have in store. And this weekend, we have a Leo full moon on Sunday. Hey, Charlie. Hi, guys. Hi. I feel like every day is a Leo full moon for Leos. <laughs> what's this one going to do to the rest of us? Well, obviously, this is big 
in the realm of fire signs. So I am going to be a little bit focused on the fire signs, specifically Sagittarius and Aries. But in general, this particular full moon has a challenging aspect from the planet Uranus. And that's a planet of shocks and surprises. So it's testing our ability to adapt to change. And that's for everybody. Expect the kind of usual highly charged full moon emotions. You know how we always know that ER rooms tend to be busier and you know, law departments have a heck of a time taking care of things during full moons. But there's particular restlessness now that is actually just a desire for excitement. Um, And I kind of wanted to just share a full moon fun fact first. These full moons work in six month cycles. They bookend one another. So like this is totally related to something six months ago. Um, Actually, July 28th, 2022, specifically. So summertime last year, everybody was raring to go, um, wanting to expand horizons. And now, you know, everything's hitting the pan and everything's sizzling. And some people might be a little bit kind of afraid of the quickness that has brought about some changes. And I'm going to start with Sagittarius, a financial letter or debt that has been budding over six months. It gets tended to and fixed very easily. So that's a positive. And if you are a Sagittarius or you know a Sagittarius, they have the most magical potential right now. They have to be so careful of what they think and speak more than ever. It can literally come into existence so quickly that they'll be the first ones to complain about it doing so. So wow. you, yeah, it's they have this kind of magical ability right now to just think and it be. So they have to be super intentional. Um, and in a bid to be super intentional, let a partner or a family member take care of the home matters, like delegate while you apply yourself to something because there's something once it's, you know, manifested, it's going to bring you some serious freedom. Wait, 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 Charlie, that is hilarious. You can tell I'm not a Sagittarius. Delegate the home stuff to a family member to take care of. I'm, yeah, so, glad right. that doesn't, I'm so glad that doesn't apply to me and Bob because everyone in this house would starve and die in their own filth. Go on, go on. Yeah, you guys, you you get to still do all those things yourself. Lucky you. <laughs> but yeah. for but for an Aries, um, they've been kind of holding back on something. So there's a next step that they've been thinking about for half a year. You know, it sounds great. It feels great. I want to do that. But Aries have been sidetracked by romance. So they're either desiring romance or they're reconnecting with someone from the past who probably isn't that great for them. So for Aries right now, put that stuff to the side. Love should come after your personal goals. Your Please be careful. I, I was uh, I was many, many times since I was in middle school sidetracked by romance, as you <laughs> say. It, it can take you. That'll cost you some money. Oh, goodness. Yeah, some money and some dreams, especially for Aries right now, because they're sitting on right. something that is a gold mine, and they need to do that first before the love comes. Um, that is not something, Bob, that we've been very good at, I no, would say. No, no. Making yeah. a note to myself, <laughs> note try to, to be better at that. What else, Charlie? Uh, generally, I, we're just looking for everyone to pay more attention to cause and effect. We're thinking, like, how you think is your cause. Like, we can take a leaf out of the Sagittarius book right now. What you think impacts the life experiences you have. And it really is make or break for some of us right now. 
All right. Okay. So is there anything like on Sunday when the Leo full moon is shining down upon all of us? Um, is there anything that we can do? Like, should we, sh- should we throw an orange into a moving river <laughs> or something? Like, is there any ritual or anything that we can do? Um, I would say go with questioning what you hear and read about the world and make sure kind of like pride and stuff isn't getting in the way from making amends with people, but definitely, um, Second guess what you read and hear about things. I think the Always media is about idea. to have a big, a big shake up. Yeah. Solid. All right. Well, we'll get this posted up at bobandsherry.com and on our Facebook. And congratulations again to everyone lucky enough to be born a Leo. As per usual, it's your weekend. <laughs> as most of them are. All right, coming up, we got the Bob and Sherry box office. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Hey, groceries are insane right now. Um, everything I'm seeing on my newsfeed, they're using words like staggering, meteoric, incredible. If you know a family that could use a little bit of extra help filling the fridge, then Let's be a part of that. Go to bobandcherry.com, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Tell us that family. Now, we're not going to release any names. We're going to keep everything private. But we've got um, a $112 Hello gift card from HelloFresh and a $100 Visa gift card. Take a bite out of a week's worth of groceries. So once again, nominate a family that could use just that little bit of extra help filling their fridge at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. So I had an experience, and as soon as it happened, I just thought of my, you know, being with you every day on the radio and things that we talk about. Uh, Mary has made a lot of friends. Uh, we've we've moved to the beach, as most people know, and uh, immediately she wanted to make new friends, and she's better at making friends than I am. I don't have quite as much a need as I've, you know, documented on the show before. Uh, I have friends. I'm fine with them. Uh, they don't live real close to me, except for one of them. One of my buddies who's uh, been my friend since we were 19 literally lives three doors down. It just worked out that way. And so um, she made all these friends. And here's what I noticed. I noticed she has like six new friends. And we were invited to parties uh, at Christmas time, especially. And, and sometimes just over to people's houses. And I know people are saying, oh, Bob hates that. You know, I, I think that's a bit of a caricature of me. I've enjoyed really? meeting everybody. <laughs> no, it is. No, it is. I, I'm not interested in just being all alone. That's not good for me. It's certainly not good for my relationship with my wife. So I put on a happy face and a little bit better pair of pants and I go. And so I'm talking with them. All, all six of these uh, ladies got together and um, th- with their spouses. Oh, one is not married. And so uh, I show up, and there's only like a couple of guys there. And, uh, huh. and so I'm, I'm talking to two of them, and then three of them, three of them have husbands who are out of town all week and then fly home to their wives on the weekend at the beach. And I noticed one thing was common because I talked to them individually. So, so they, they would say, oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, Tom is not here because uh, he's, you know, he works in Akron all week long and then he, he flies home here. I mean, he's gone like five days or four and a half days 
every week. And a little smile came over each of their faces. <laughs> I swear to God. And, and it sounded like this. I said, so your husband is gone like four and a half, five days, and then comes for two and leaves? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, uh, couple what's weekends the answer? Ago, what's couple the weekends answer? Ago, you know? Kev went camping. And, um, and I flatly refused. He tried, he tried. I wasn't having it. Um, he leaves Bye. have a good time. Don't get abducted by cannibal woods. People and eaten. Love you. See Sunday, lock the door behind him. I have, I have never had a weekend. I enjoyed so much. My friend, uncle sparkles texted me and said, are you loving your fortress of solitude? And I was like, yes, sir. I am. Now, what did I do with my fortress of solitude? I worked. Um, I ate lentil soup, which, you know, like, I'm just like, I'm just the wildest person alive when you leave me alone. I love my <laughs> husband and I, we do all sorts of fun things together and he's delicious. Get the hell out of my house sometimes and leave me alone. These women <laughs> are living the dream. I, I just discovered that they are, they are, they living are living it. the dream. This is what does every woman want this? I mean, maybe yes. not right away. You get married and you know, in the first couple of years, no, right away. It's, it's, no, you, <laughs> no, not right away. Not right away. Right away. Yeah. Yeah. Right away. Right away. Um, yes. Right away. Yes. I don't think we, my wife, Mary was like, now I've, I had an ex that when I was traveling with the TV show and I was gone half the month, she was very pleased with that setup. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, Mary's not like that. I'm going to open your eyes to something. Cause guess who's been around since the minute you met her, that would be me, your wife, Mary. I'm talking about your wife. Mary does not need for you to leave in order for her to be happy. You're exactly right, right about that. I am right. She about takes, that. she takes her own self out of there when she needs a break. And, 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 and boy, always what pride has. I have knowing that the words, your wife does not need for you to be gone <laughs> in order to be happy. Wow. <laughs> Winning. Listen, I have watched that is such the a low bar. The beginning of this, when Mary needs a little break, Mary takes Mary away. She doesn't require you to go anywhere. This is a, you've leveled up. You're allowed to stay in your house. There was a time when you kind of, we're looking at Leonard buildings because you really were not welcome inside your own house. Yeah, that's true. Well, but I did. When Mary I did needs notice, a little Mary time. Yeah. Mary goes. I did notice that when I went to uh, Maine last summer, and I said, "I think I'm going to go." I have some friends I'm like to like to see up there, and you know, I just want to do those Maine Bob things. She said, "I think it's a great idea. Yeah, go ahead." And there was no Off more discussion. There was no more discussion. Um, I actually, like, I admire um, how often Mary decides that she needs a little break. And it was it was really easy to pull off. You know, go visit Madison at school, go check on Hampton, go look in on her You say grandma. pull off. You say pull off like it's some sort of, uh, you know, a robbery or a military um, maneuver to get away it was from a, it. It was a military maneuver, and she's so skillful. And so slick about it that you're hearing about it for the first time right now. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Pretty good, I guess. Feel pretty it could good be worse, that. dude. It could be yeah. worse. You could be living oh, in a yeah, shed it was outside. Worse. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, congratulations on how you've leveled it up. It's kind of a mocking little end to this 
segment no. here. Oh, you don't think so? Oh, okay. okay. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is brought to you by Staples, the working and learning store? You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this. I cannot believe this. I'm going to tell you all a beautiful love story because it's love month. And I'm going to warn you, it sets the bar for other husbands very, very high. Okay. Did you, do you know anything about the Taj Mahal? Other than, you know, that it's an in India and that it's one of the wonders of the world. Do you know anything about the Taj Mahal? Wasn't it built for um, a royal's bride? That's what I remember. Kind of, sort of. It was like of. a prince or somebody, and uh, he was getting married and created this beautiful building. It's That's close. Um, it's actually even more sad and breathtaking of that. Um It was built for the third wife of the Emperor Shah Jahan in the 17th century in England. He had Uh many, many wives. But his third wife, she was a Persian princess named Mumtaz Mahal. She was his true love. And she was his soulmate. And she even... So this is... I mean, it's just incredible. She had just given birth to their 13th child... And she accompanied her husband, 13th, she accompanied her husband to another town to crush a rebellion after just having her 13th child. That is a good woman. That is because I wouldn't go camping with my husband because it was cold outside. So she just had her 13th baby and she's heading with him to crush the rebellion. Well, when it came time to bear him their 14th child, Mm -hmm. she died in childbirth. And he was so destroyed by grief, by the loss of his princess and his soulmate, that Shah Jahan built an elaborate tomb for his wife. And today, we call that tomb the Taj Mahal. So that was her name, Taj Mahal? No, her name was Mumtaz Mahal. Mumtaz Mahal. I guess Taj means crown palace in Uh Indian. Yeah. So um, I guess Mahal must mean crown. Like that's the honorific for Princess Mumtaz, Taj Mahal. It is the most well-preserved, most architecturally beautiful tomb in the whole wide world. Made out of marble, decorated with precious and semi-precious stones. It's on this big sandstone base. There's an enormous white marble terrace. Um, the only asymmetrical object in the Taj Mahal is the emperor's own casket, which they built beside his late wife, his late wives, as an afterthought because he wasn't even thinking about himself. So this thing gets built and the emperor now, Shah Jahan, is sick and he's in prison. And for eight years, he would, lo- he would look out of his prison window at the Taj Mahal through a diamond that was attached to the wall at a particular angle. And he could look into that diamond and see the Taj, the tribute to his late wife. Like all refract it with rainbows and stuff. Why'd they put him in prison? What did he do? Well, I mean, what do they ever, you know, what do these emperors and rulers ever do? You know, Mm. that's why the expression uneasy is the head, which wears the crown. Because, you know, one minute you're the emperor and the next minute there's a rebellion and boom, there you go. And I'll remind you that right after having baby number 13, the princess accompanied him to quell a rebellion. So it's not like he had had an easy peasy emperor. 
When she mm-hmm. was still alive, she made him make four promises. Heads up, ladies. Let this be the standard by which we live. Here we go. Promise number one, build the Taj. Promise number two, if anything happens to me, you need to get married again. Promise number three, you need to be kind to our children, all of them. Promise number four, every time my death anniversary rolls around, you get on out there and you visit the tomb. So he, she made those promises before she ever knew she was going to die on childbirth. Now, let me answer your question. Why was he under house arrest? Well, because it's no good to be the king of any or the queen of anything. Something, something's coming for you, right? Best case scenario, you're Queen Elizabeth. You reign for 70 years, but you got Prince Andrew to deal with, right? So there's always some kind of negative. His own son put him in prison because his Whoa. son... His son wanted to be emperor. And guess what? His own son prevented him from keeping his fourth and final promise that he would visit his wife's tomb, the Taj Mahal, on every one of her death anniversaries. How's that for a love story? In the son's uh, defense, what's the likelihood of a husband remembering the death anniversary? I mean, most don't even remember the anniversary. It's kind of a lot for a guy to remember, knowing guys, you know? I got to say, if you can't remember what day I died. I'm just saying, guys are not good with that sort of thing. Makes no haunt Bob if he outlives you. Haunt the, hang on, I need to write this down. Haunt the holy rolling out of Bob. (laughs) I'm just, I'm, you know, if that's yeah, what guys were thinking. Hang on, oh, hang God, on. I missed the I'm, death I'm just, I don't want to miss some ideas. Appear in mirror while he's shaving. <laughs> Hide his keys. Use you, your voice you, uh, to come out of you, the cat's mouth. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Did you say that he, uh, he was uh, entombed next to his wives? So all his wives died first? Oh, no, ma'am. No, no. He's entombed next to his favorite wife. The princess that oh. he built the Taj oh, okay. for. But okay. if you ever are lucky enough to visit the Taj Mahal, it's on my list too. If you're ever lucky enough to go, you'll notice that his his crypt, his casket, is the only asymmetrical thing in the entire Taj Mahal. Is that right? Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting I mean, story. Yeah. Really haunt Bob. I'm just... I, okay. We have guys listening. I am just pointing something out. Mm-hmm. You should encourage them to know when their woman dies, not give them cover for forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> Be better. Jeez. One anniversary. Set your own kinda, bar a little higher. You know, kind of hard for we'll, some of us, too. We'll post this on Facebook because we're the only show talking about a dead emperor for love month. Right, it's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. So I saw two posts that were similar in subject matter that I'd like to share. The first one is a sign, and the sign says, the Amish Powerball is up to four dozen eggs, which I like <laughs> very much. I thought that was pretty good. And uh, the good. other one was a comment about eggs, and the comment was, remember when as kids we used to throw eggs at somebody's house? That's true. Can you imagine with the cost of eggs today, your kid comes in and takes your dozen eggs and throws them at some uh, neighbor's house just to be a jerk, a little jerk. Yeah. That is, hey, 
And don't you dare take my toilet paper to TP somebody either. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was one thing, one prank that I wasn't big into pranks as a kid, but I never egged anybody's house. You know, I had friends and I'd go, we'd go out and I'd ring a doorbell and run and hide in the woods or something and watch them and, you know, do that sort of thing. But I could not bring myself to throw an egg at a house. And I'm glad. Have you ever been in a car where somebody threw an egg at you? No, that would scare me to death. I'd probably wreck it. I'm driving this little sports car I had. It was uh, owned by my first wife, and it was tiny, with a tiny windshield. And we're driving in the middle of the night. Uh, She wasn't with me, actually. I was by myself uh, in this rural area on the way to Providence, Rhode Island. I'm driving. It's it's like midnight, and there's a car approaching, and I'm driving along. I'm telling you, this, this car that I'm driving is not much bigger than a golf cart. All of a sudden, as the car just about passes me, an egg slams into the windshield and splatters. And it was like a bomb went off, and I could not see what was in front of me. So I am on a country road going about 60 miles an hour, and I cannot see in front of me because this egg splattered. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, I was a young man. Can you imagine if, if somebody, like, you know, had heart problems or something like that? I would have wet myself uh, in I, I, terror. Uh, yeah, it was it was freaky and so loud. It was like a bomb going off. So anyway, hope eggs come down, and if you got them, don't throw them. Don't throw it's Bob them. and Cherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. The Bob and Sherry Vault is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. All right, so Phoebe, you believe that other women just don't like you. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. So what's what's up with that? I've had a really long history with Females not liking me. I grew up in a family of all females. There were around 15 of us. We all lived in the same house. 15? 15 women? Oh, cousins. Cousins, too. Wow. Wow. All female, all cousins. My mom has one sister, and she has. I'm an only child, but my aunt had around six daughters, and they all had daughters, and we all lived together. And we're all around basically the same age. So, yeah, I mean, we're all pretty good looking, but there's always that that competition between us, who's the prettiest, who dressed the nicest, and we were always at each other's throats over it. And I will admit, I was a mean pretty girl in my teenage years, but then I had like a life-changing event, and I'm a really nice person now. What um, What was the worst thing you did as a teenage mean girl? Um, I refer to everyone as my fans. As your fans? Yes. (laughs) Damn, Phoebe. We're on the radio. We don't even do that. (laughs) One of the worst things I probably did is I married one of my cousin's biggest crushes ever. This is like her teenage love of her life. And I ended up marrying him. 
and I still have regret over that, but it was meant to be. I mean, are you still together with him? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. I was seventeen. So. You just you you were seventeen when you got married to him? No, I was no. seventeen when I took him from my cousin. Yeah. And we ended up getting married, but you know that kind of really backfired on me. And long story short, he stabbed me, and it kind of changed my life. He he what? Know, what did you say? He stabbed, he stabbed you? He that cousin. Your cousin stabbed you? Yeah. With a knife, like literally, not metaphorically. Literally. When did she do that? And what was it because of uh, taking? It was because of an accumulation of competition between boys. You know, we lived in this house. The whole neighborhood knew that our house was the house with all the girls. So we lived across the street in this park, and there was a basketball court, and all the guys would make sure they passed our house, and we'd make sure we put on our best little outfits and sit out on the porch, and, you know, and there was always this competition over guys, and for some reason, guys always wanted to talk to me, and so my cousins, they kind of hated me for that, but we still loved each other because we were cousins, and then... Phoebe, oh, Phoebe, I got, I got to get to the stabbing here. Holy cow! Now, was, That's what the, I was, was about this? To get to. My one cousin, she was in love with my husband. That was the only one she had eyes for, and he always had eyes for me. But there were other guys in between then, and it all built up. We were always arguing, and then the one day we got into a really big fight over him, and we just started really physically fighting, and. She slammed the door, and I busted open, and she was standing there with a knife, and I put my hand up, and she came down. If I had not put my hand up, she would have slapped me in my chest, but went through my hand and went through years of surgery trying to get back right, and it kind of just changed my whole perspective on things like this. It's gone too far. It's really gone too far. Oh, God. I will never say talk to the hand again. Wow, that is something. Did she go to jail or anything like that? She went to jail for two days, and like I said, we were all a big family of females, and I had my aunts and everybody on me to drop charges because this is your cousin, and you don't want her to be in jail for the rest of her life. So I tried. I did drop the charges. Now, you were just dating. Had you started to date this guy that she was in love with? Um, Not yet. This was... Holy cow. That was actually my revenge for the stabbing. You went after the guy because she stabbed you? He came to me. Usually it's finally, the other way. Yeah, he, he did. He came to me and he finally confessed, like, you know, I know she's in love with me and I like her as a friend, but I love you. And, you know, I was like, really? Hmm. I think this will work. How many, <laughs> years, right have, how many years have you been married to uh, to him? Um, we have been married 15 years. We've been together 23. Wow. How about the cousin? You ever speak to her? We are as close as sisters. She's my close, my closest relative. <laughs> well, Phoebe, um, we don't. Moly. I'm, I'm really sorry for all that's happened here. Um, How's your hand? My hand is good now. I yeah. went through years of surgery. All the tendons and ligaments have been cut. But, you know, I just, I feel like as a pretty girl, you have really three choices in females. You have other pretty girls to hang with that harbor resentment, and they're always in competition with you. You have 
girls that are not so pretty that want to be around you to draw attention and bait. I've been, I've dealt with a lot of those kind of girls where I was like their bait in the club to get guys' attention. But they also harbor resentment and they never fully trust you. And you just, it, it gets kind of lonely. You don't, you never have anybody that's a really true friend or really truly close to you and genuinely likes you. So you kind of distance yourself and you become alone. Setting aside the um, stabbing attack, which thank God wasn't worse. Um, the other thing that you've said that's come through pretty loud and clear um, that uh, all of our daughters should be paying attention to, when all of your priorities and all of your interactions are centered around gathering the attention of men, you can't really make it about female friendship because you were all about the boys. They were all about the boys. This was all about she had the man, I took the man. I, it's all about what I look like in terms of what men think I look like. I mean, do you hear that? Yeah. Do you hear how this hasn't really been about anything other than attracting and keeping male attention? Uh, Phoebe, thank you very much. Boy, I'm learning so much, not only about women, but myself. This is why I get all these invitations to play golf. I'm big. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Because my game yes, sucks, honey. you know? So. That's exactly be. right. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. As we roll into the weekend, um, we have a strategy to beat the Sunday scaries. It's interesting because America is a gigantic country, and every part of America is so different from every other part. And there are so many different kinds of people in America. And we believe different things and we value different things. But perhaps the one thing that unites us all is how much we hate Monday and how much we don't want to go back to work or to school. It starts in childhood, right? It's, it because, starts with school. Yeah, I've read yeah. articles about it. It starts in school and it is so embedded in us that uh, it stays for many people the rest of your life. I found a, a thing online that I thought was interesting about fighting off the Sunday scaries. And at first it made me laugh that that we all hate Monday so much. Like, what does it say about the way that we have chosen as a species to structure our time that we spend the entire week aiming for the weekend and then we get to the weekend and we're like, ugh, I hate Monday. I don't want to start over again. Like, this is no way to live, people. But anyway, here we go. Here are some tricks to help fight off the Sunday scaries. Um, you have to do a couple of things to make Monday start easier. Some of the things they suggest are um, pick out what you're going to wear to work or to school on Monday. Do that on Sunday afternoon. Have that done. If you're a person who packs like breakfast or lunch or whatever snacks to take to work, go ahead and have that done. So even though you're dreading Monday and you've got the Sunday scaries, there's a part of your brain that goes, yeah, but you, you've already done like a bunch of stuff. So it's going to start off easier. And then the next thing, you have yeah. to plan a couple of fun things that you are looking forward to. And if you've already got fun things, you have to talk to yourself about them. So it's Sunday and you've got the Sunday scaries and you're totally bummed out. But you know for a fact that next Wednesday, you and Mary are planning to go out for an early dinner and maybe to see a movie. And so as Sunday settles upon you with all of its horror, 
you have to keep telling yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wednesday is going to be really, really fun. Right? Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Do not do any mental task listing on Sunday night. Do not think about your to-do list. When Sunday night rolls around, I don't care if saving humanity is on your to-do list for Monday. You can't think about it. Don't hold it in your head. Don't visit it. Here's the thing. Unless you die in your sleep, Monday's going to get here and you can deal with your to-do list on Monday. Do mm-hmm. not think about your to-do list at all on Sunday mm-hmm. night. Okay. Um, and before Sunday night gets here, on Friday afternoon, I don't think anybody's going to do this, by the way, but this, was the, this is what this article says. On Friday afternoon, look at your schedule for next week so that you're mentally prepared. Bring that into your consciousness. Accept that it's coming. I've got root canal or a staff meeting. Frankly, I think root canal is better because at least you get drugs for that. I've got this thing and I'm dreading it and I don't want to do it. Go ahead and think about that on Friday. And then it's like a little trick that you're playing on your brain according to this. Like you're putting it in your consciousness. So your brain is like, okay, yeah, got it. We don't have to think about that on Sunday night. And then if you have to work over the weekend, because a lot of people do, um, you may have a job where you're not supposed to work weekends, but thanks to email and cell phones, um, the people that you work for think you're available 24-7. Do one thing that you can do and finish. They call it the one and done. So you've got all this stuff that's piling up on you. Pick one that you can actually finish. So let's say, Bob, that um, Tony Cleaning reached the garage. out to you. Cleaning well, the garage. Thing. Tony reached out to you and said, Bob, I need you to do blah, 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 blah for next week. Go ahead and do it and get it done. And then you feel like you have the whole weekend in front of you. And finally, the last way to fight the Sunday scaries, um, your routine up till now has been dreading Monday. But Sunday night is going to be the night you do that little special thing for yourself, whatever that is. I don't know what that might be. A face mask. Uh, football, I don't know, whatever it is that idea. you do That's take a, care those of yourself. Are all, yeah, those are all good ideas. Sunday is my least favorite day of the week. And I know it's a day off, right? Well, first of all, I have a really great job that's fun. But there's just something about Sunday. And you're right. It started as a kid just dreading going to school the next day because uh, for a variety of reasons. The other thing is, as an adult, going to church uh, is a very easy thing to do. When you have kids and you've got to get two or three kids washed in the right clothes, on time, in the car, without arguments, it is so annoying. And then, you know, you got to feed them right afterward. I don't know. It's just been a day. There are guys who are about to go into major depressions because NFL football will be no longer on Sunday afternoons something to do. My husband told me the other night, I can't remember the exact number of weeks before college football season starts again, but he said it with the same facial expression and tone of voice that you would expect to be told that a blizzard's coming and we're going to have to eat the dog. Okay? It was just really saddest thing ever. I know, I know, I know. Those are great ideas. Yeah, those are great ideas. Fight off your Sunday scaries. Movie fans, we're playing the Bob and Sherry box office game next. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I just saw online the most perfect long sleeve shirt 
to pick up women in a bar that I've ever seen in my life. It's genius. You walk into the bar and you have this on and immediately there's going to be a, if it, let's say there's a lot of single women and especially uh, single moms. You walk in wearing this shirt and every female eye in that place is going to be on you, no matter what you look like. And it doesn't say Miami 2022. And it doesn't say Yankees. And it doesn't say anything that you're expecting. And it certainly doesn't say, I love your dress, would like to see it on my bedroom floor or some just cheesy thing like that. You know what it says? In big letters, I fix things. <laughs> you're, I, I mean, you fix come, things. You have come to the right girl for that because you know. I knew I did. I knew I did. You know, that's like a huge, that is a huge aphrodisiac for me. And the, the, things, the, the you uh, make things, you build things. Right. And the shirt is like this army green masculine sort of thing. And, the, and it's very simple, white letters. I fix things. And in small letters underneath that, that's what I do. I can't, I couldn't wear that. If I wore that's that into a-, a bar with single women, uh, they would say, oh, you fix things. I would just have to say, mm-hmm, like your bank account. That is such a huge thing That's what thing I fix. Me. I'm only interested in the man fixing, building, and making things. I talk enough for the both of us. You can go ahead and say nothing. But if you have a, like a, I don't mean just a toolbox. I mean, if you have one of those toolboxes that has to go in the back of your truck because you have so many tools. That's mm-hmm. my kind of man right there. Mm-hmm. I like a man that has his own compressor. Like I am serious about the the caliber of fixing and building that I'm interested in over here. I mean, you walk into a bar and you want to be uh, known for being a guy's guy. If you're wearing like a sweatshirt and it's got an eagle and the eagle has like um, spears in one ca- uh, talon and uh, a machine gun in the other, that's that. Maybe for some women that would work. But if you walk in with a shirt that says, I fix things, first of all, it's bragging, but it's not really bragging. It's not like walking in with a sweatshirt that says Lamborghini, right? But here's, it, the, here's, here's the part you don't understand as a dude. Um, and every woman who's married to a carpenter, a contractor, a, f- a plumber, an electrician, a guy who fixes things. All of my sisters gather around me because I'm about to tell the truth. The guy that actually fixes things is not wearing the shirt that says he fixes things. Yeah, because actually. when that guy comes home at the end of a long day, he don't want to fix anything. And those of us that have snapped, snapped up those men in the hopes that we would get things done are living in houses with dozens of unfinished projects. Yes, Kevin built me a a bookcase. Yes, he did, and I love my bookcase so much. I'm on year seven of waiting for him to put some cabinet hardware up in the kitchen. No exaggeration. What 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 is that? The, the you know is it like the cobbler's uh, son exactly goes barefoot? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it is. Um, Kevin built um, a lot of the house. I mean, he had help, but a lot of our house and um, 
any day now, he is going to finish the deck. <laughs> I got to tell you, if I built a house, if I built a house and everybody's in there and the heating and air conditioning works and it's taking a couple of years. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit on the done side. I'm a little bit on the done side. Oh, he's, I could, he, he's way on the done. He is way on the done side. But if way you're a single side. guy and you can you have those and you'd have to have those skills. You can't be a Bob Lacey. You'd have to have those skills. I, I That's the greatest shirt that I've ever seen. But y'all do not be fooled because the man who walks into the bar telling you he fixes things is not the man who's actually going to fix anything. The man who has the skills and the tools to fix things is hiding from you because he doesn't want to fix anything once the workday is over. I'm telling you, Bob, I know I have friends who are married to builders, contractors, HVAC guys, plumbers, electricians, carpenters out the wazoo and some and some of them will say to me sometimes what did you promise him to get those bookshelves finished and i'm like "Mm, you don't want to know and i delivered on it and that's why they're done but i'm tired and lord knows i don't know that i can i don't pull that stun off again to get my cabinet knobs done (laughs) clearly (laughs) (laughs) clearly Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, that's all I can say is yeah. wow. To all the uh, people who are newly engaged, welcome. Good luck to you. <laughs> welcome. It's Bob and Sherry. Good luck. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I am so tired of having to program even the most simple of devices with my phone. Okay, so like you go out to buy a coffee maker and it says you can you can start your coffee maker with your phone now. I don't want that. I want to press a button. Everything has got to be linked to my phone and I don't want that. And now listen to this. This is out of Virginia. The North Anna Power Station powers 450,000 homes. It's a nuclear power station. And Dominion Energy, which controls it, has decided to replace alert sirens if there's something that's wrong with the nuclear power station with um, an update on your phone. So if there's an emergency, you will receive, according to them, a message on your phone about the emergency that's going on at the nuclear power plant rather than hearing an alert siren. So for me, what this says is, okay, if I, if I don't have my phone with me, but I see some of my coworkers with their faces melting, I should go up to one of them and say, hey, is there anything going on? I'm against this. If there's a meltdown at the nuclear power facility, I want sirens going off everywhere. At the facility, at the Wendy's, at the everything, and not an update on a phone. Why can't they do Can both? We- can't we have both? I do both. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to hear, you know, what would be good is I'm hearing the sirens. Is that a test? What's going on? And then I look at my phone and it says, exactly. hide. You know, that way I know what to do. I want, I'm with you. I want both. both. Yeah, exactly. Tell me why that makes sense to knock off the, the, uh, the, 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 the sirens. How does this I mean, work this- for someone like my mom who keeps her phone in the box it came in, in the glove box of her car? Bingo, <laughs> bingo. They're taking for they're taking for granted that everybody at the nuclear power uh, company has a cell phone, and they're going to be you know, and they're probably right, and they're going to be hip. 
But you know, for the surrounding community, I say this: the the siren is a better idea. So I'm just I'm just saying I'm just about had it with having to uh, use my phone for every single thing in my life. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.